0: jonathan edwards once said resolved to strive to my utmost every week to be brought to a higher spiritual place and to a greater experience of grace than i was the week before join adam howell ryan hanley and caleb niedemeyer for discussions about living out deeply rooted affections this is oaks of righteousness podcast back to you, Oaks of Righteousness podcast, our long hiatus, our second long hiatus. Yeah, I was going to say, can you really say welcome back? Yeah. <laughs> we've been gone so long like, welcome to a brand yeah, new edition of... <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, our voices have changed, our addresses have changed, <laughs> some of us are getting new jobs. That's true. My beer's
1: gray. Yeah. More.
0: More. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it has been a long time since we've done this, and, but I'm glad to be back. In our fifth location, as my wife was wont to point out, we we just can't find a, a nice studio that we enjoy. Yeah, we really just
1: need an acoustic-friendly room. That's yeah.
0: right. And if it's red, that's fine, too. Yeah. <laughs> talk about living out deeply rooted affections. We did miss uh, a Thanksgiving episode, but we can lump it in there with the holidays of, of Christmas. And I did want to talk about a little bit uh, about you guys and your families, and how you guys go about the holidays, and how you how you try to develop affections, uh, perhaps in, in your own life and in your family's lives, uh, through Thanksgiving traditions, through Christmas traditions, uh, anything along those lines, whether it's personal or family related. So, Ryan, you you said you had a bunch. So uh, <laughs> i <laughs> so said we're just, I, we're I sit to I, I a you out
2: okay so the the joke is that you think about, well, what Christmas traditions do you have, and well, I don't think I have any, um, but then as you start to think about it you you do indeed have christmas traditions that the issue is whether or not you're intentional about them or not, and I guess one of the things that that first popped into my head thinking about what kind of Christmas traditions and how do we how do those traditions uh, inform the affections It's not very profound but uh, making sure that during the Christmas season you're involved in church. That's kind of profound because you're always or often people are traveling during the holidays or very very busy doing all kinds of other things and church can be one of the the things that actually gets put on the back burner. Uh, This year, Christmas is falling on a Sunday, so, you know, Kathleen and I have been talking about wanting to make sure that, you know, we're in another state, another city, that we can find a a good church to go to and celebrate Christmas as a family Sunday morning. So, you know, the other reason I say that, making sure we're in church, because ultimately that's going to be the most Christ-centered, I mean, assuming you're part of a good church, it's going to be the most Christ-centered part of your season. You're not going to get it walking through a shopping mall as a family, although you can have fun family traditions doing those kinds of things or seeing Christmas lights or something like that. But um, if we are in church and it's a good church, then we are thinking about the advent of Christ. We're thinking about Christ's coming and and what that means for us as believers. I'll stop there for now. Go ahead, Adam. (laughs) Yeah,
0: us (laughs) your. Dude, we make stuff? a birthday cake
2: for Jesus. You really? <laughs> <laughs> you top, really?
1: Yeah, top that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> top that. Wow. We, we do, you leave, do. you leave it
0: out for him? <laughs> or <laughs> do we do with milk and cookies. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> this is <laughs> syncretism at its finest. Um,
1: no, we do. Like that's. Uh, I agree with everything Ron said too. Like, um, we were in our. Uh, pre-production meeting here we were talking about how we don't have any uh i don't know of any traditions that we have and they said no you do have traditions you just don't know them and then you mentioned church and i'm like oh yeah the christmas eve service at at church that we that we go to and and really enjoy a few years ago we stopped traveling for christmas to have christmas together as a family more low-key not as scrambling rambling traveling kind of of stuff so that was good for us. And then allowed us to be in town for that Christmas Eve yeah. service on a regular basis, which was good. So that's uh, that's what we do. We really do make a birthday cake for Jesus. Um, that's something that Liz started doing a few years ago mm-hmm. when the kids were younger. And, and it just was fun and, you know, celebrating Jesus' birth. So let's make a birthday cake. And the kids enjoy it still. It's, it's kind of one of those things that we do. There's nothing hugely meaningful to it except mm-hmm. that we just are reminded on Christmas day that um that is Jesus' birthday we also um some things that we do we do the uh the uh it's an advent calendar i don't know if that's the name of it it's one that noel piper did yeah are you familiar with that on burlap have you guys seen this one mm-hmm. yes yeah so it's got like little yeah. wooden figures and little little characters on it that are velcroed to it and you read a portion of the christmas story each day starting december 1st up to december 25 and um and it just kind of the story builds and some of the phrases are really short but you read the whole thing every day so that gives us like repetition of the story it's very um scripture oriented though it's not precise it's not a quotation of scripture but it's very scripture oriented so the kids get to hear that story regularly and they're at the point now after good grief years of doing this that they um Number one, they fight over who gets to do baby Jesus on right. Christmas Day. It's always so, a sign of a good Christmas tradition. Yeah. <laughs> so, so kids can fight about so it. So here's what we do. We we read this we read the whole story on Christmas Day of this calendar, put baby Jesus in the manger. We do this four times on Christmas Day <laughs> so that each kid <laughs> gets to gets to That's do it. Great. And That's um, wisdom right there. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and so one of the I guess I don't know if this is a tradition or not, but one of the things we also do on Christmas Day is We'll read that before we open any gifts, just mm-hmm. to kind of set our our hearts and minds right uh, on that morning. But that's been that's probably been one of the biggest con- uh, continual and consistent traditions that we do um, over the, the Advent season. It's the the calendar, and it's just fantastic. The kids have it memorized. They you know they can sit down and just Noah's reading tonight. I mean Noah's reciting tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and they just rattle it off. So it's that's fun. Did you
0: guys grow up with? that kind of stuff in your family, or? We didn't, um, I'm trying to think of
2: what we had. We had some kind of calendar. I'm trying to remember what we did with it. I think it was just putting numbers up, or you moved a tree on each day. So <laughs> it, was, it was a Christmas calendar. It we wasn't really an calendar. You had the little doors from Christmas vacation, No, right? we didn't the get those. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I mean, our, our traditions growing up, We, I mean, we were... In, in church, and so we had lots of things surrounding that. And um, you know, my parents were intentional to mm-hmm. regularly point us to Christ uh, throughout the Christmas season. One thing that that was refreshing to think about, um, and even now as a family, is one danger of completely secularizing Christmas to the extent that you it's just all about. Gift giving going even just you could secularize it by just making it about family and relationships and stuff. But another danger I think is to so spiritualize it one that you sort of beat yourself down if you're not doing all the Advent readings of everybody you know. So you've got like seven each day that you got to work through, and then you know on Christmas Day you spend four hours having this high holy day that all your kids really frankly are bored out of their minds. You, you, and you could do that and. I guess the refreshing thing I had as a family growing up, like I, I remember thinking of Christmas as a kid as a deeply spiritual thing. It's a, it was a deep it had deep religious significance pointing us that, that Christ came and that, that was often brought up in church and things we talked about in the home. But it was also just a very sweet time of family and festivity. And I think that, that adds a certain something to the significance of christmas that you know that's not directly related to the story of christmas but but it it can kind of just support it it adds those delights um as as a family and so i think you know with our kids and things like that you know we're we spend uh, christmas with my wife's family and you know so we're away from our home church which which affects us to some degree. I mean, it's it's different to worship in someone else's church. Um, in some ways, it's neat because you can see God moving in other places. It's always great to see him moving in other people's hearts. But it's also different because it's kind of unfamiliar and it, it doesn't feel like home. But, you know, we're around family. and There's all it's. I mean, she's from a big family, and so there's all sorts of just crazy, wonderful things going on the whole time. It's nonstop. Um, you know, so we just try and take time throughout the season, especially before we leave um that we are are trying to just hammer home those things to our kids so that that the season is one that we understand what we're celebrating and we also enjoy the time that we get to have with family and and you know my wife's family is great they we we're always either to christmas eve we always go to christmas eve service and um i don't know we haven't really discussed what we'll do on christmas day this year but you know it's great to be part of a christian family where that's that's something that's always always highlighted
0: let's So let's jump back a uh, a holiday to Thanksgiving. Do you guys do anything special for Thanksgiving as far as trying to um deepen and enliven the affection of Thanksgiving in your own hearts and your family's lives?
1: We don't do anything that's um uh, that would be like uh, that I would say is like an active tradition, but just continually trying to bring our minds and hearts around being thankful. So in family devotions and prayer times, we're asking the kids, what are we thankful for? This year, Liz um, got a pumpkin, and uh, every day the kids would mm-hmm. write on it, or else they would tell her what to write on it, but something they were thankful for. And, you know, we still have this pumpkin that has children's handwriting all over it, which is fantastic, you know, and it's sitting it's in the house. Soupy, soggy yeah. in yeah. I actually was, uh, <laughs> it's sitting on my bookshelf as we speak and I asked Liz just today I said hey is this pumpkin going to die sometime <laughs> it's just yeah eventually
2: it is it's just it, yeah. it's just still holding its shape if you touch it it's going right. turn turn like to like explode <laughs> and smell atrocious
1: um so uh, so yeah we uh nothing that's like consistent and yearly and you know this is what we do to Um, to be mindful of being thankful and and genuine gratitude, but yeah, just continually trying to work that into our kids, which we're trying to work that into our kids all the time anyway. Um, But yeah, especially during that season. And I think too, with just the thankfulness, we obviously don't exclude all of the provisions that the Lord has given to us, but particularly being thankful for sending Jesus and uh, for the gospel. Um, I know that uh, at our church, they, Will pretty regularly highlight the necessary connection between the incarnation and the crucifixion. That they're so dependent on one another. Of course, if Christ hadn't come as a human, then then the uh, then salvation wouldn't be effective. And so, um, just drawing all of those connections together for our kids and for our own hearts and minds to be to be grateful for all of that. Um, as kind of the basement foundation of all of the provisions that we have in Christ? Yeah, no,
2: I'd say Thanksgiving's pretty similar. I mean, we don't highlight a lot of, like, big leading up to it. I mean, Kathleen will do stuff with them in their their school that's, you know, what are things you're thankful for. And, you know, it's just an opportunity to to highlight that. But, oh, I need to actively think about what, what we're thankful for. Um, and that's how your affections are stirred. I mean, you're... Applying yourself to to think on it, and
0: so yeah, Yeah, we did something uh, this year for the first time um, at Thanksgiving. Liz spent Thanksgiving my my Liz, my wife Liz, uh, as opposed to my Liz. (laughs) It's gonna get really confusing. She spent Thanksgiving with a family who they, they had a tablecloth. And everybody that was there would write on the tablecloth mm-hmm. something they were thankful for. So the next year, you could see oh, cool. who it was, what they were thankful for, and you might be sitting at a different part of the table, and you're like, "Oh, you were thankful for this last year." And so they would just do that, and you could see through amazing. the years oh, that is neat. The, the stuff. And and how did um how
1: how many years is this tablecloth running? That's a good that's a good <laughs>
0: question. Liz actually told me that they just switched it out. I think last year, or this year, so like like years. years or so. <laughs> Let's get a new one. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Because they oh, don't just, worry. we gonna make a quilt <laughs> out of this one. That's, we're keeping it. We're gonna put the other one on top, so it. And, um, but yeah, I, that was just a really kind of a cool. So we, we did that for the first time this year, and I'm I'm looking forward to just seeing that uh, perpetuate through. What does this tablecloth look like? It's just a white tablecloth, and then we just gave. What kind of marker did you use? Just, Sharpie. Yeah, just sharpies. Yeah, So I, I'm sure you You can well, have a Do you use the tablecloth and eat on it? Because uh, then you've got to clean it. Yeah, and Does the Sharpie go didn't. away? Or?
2: No. It turns brown. It
0: does kind <laughs> of <laughs> black affect the... So yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you're asking me too many technical questions. Dude, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I just one. wrote on it. <laughs> That's all I did. Uh, I'm just hoping it comes back next Thanksgiving and we get to write on it again. <laughs> We're trying to figure out how to
2: make it last. Yeah. Yeah. So then, like 50 years from now, somebody can date... Yeah, the tablecloth, and when things are written based on the fadedness of uh, yeah. and all this kind I actually of. actually had them
0: okay. date it.
2: Actually, that way you could just okay. read it. That's, that takes all the fun out of it. <laughs> then you don't get to do PhDs about that kind of
1: stuff. <laughs> I'm going to amend the thankfulness. F- fade dating it actually shouldn't have been an A. I don't think there's a stem on that A. That was an it's O. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway. <laughs>
0: This is Oh, you're leaving that it. One of our smaller Christmas traditions and is just picking out wrapping paper. Every year we, we just go and we'll pick out our own wrapping paper for that year, which is really bad because we don't use it off from the previous year. Man, we're just, like, piling in a ton yeah. of... Them. destroying trees. Yeah, like that. <laughs> that's exactly okay. that's what sorry. we're doing. Nothing says to Jesus, like, <laughs> destroying wasting <Yeah>. paper. <laughs> but, um, It's actually kind we of fun... We could pass just it along to someone it, else. We could. In need. <laughs> <laughs> and the next Thanksgiving. <laughs> if,
1: if we only had the, the face that Ryan just gave Caleb. <laughs> oh, man. Uh,
0: it's actually kind of fun just to see how... People change, like, in what they pick out. So it's like, oh, I like that type. And then you're like, oh, three years ago, you're like, eh, I actually don't like that anymore. I don't think I'd pick it out. Interesting how people...
1: Change. Shows how truly hipster you are. Yes. Even your, even your uh, wrapping paper preferences change.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah <that's laughs> With right. the blowing of the wind. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Did you pick out one that was more vintage this year? This year, we actually, we haven't even gone out and done oh. that yet. All right, so we've talked about Thanksgiving... Talked about Christmas. Let's talk about the new year, and let's uh, actually try to talk about affections. We've, uh, we've let, me do, let me do one more on Christmas. Oh that yes, has to do with Affections. Do. Yeah. Okay. okay. Make us a good segue.
2: So I've been well, my birthday in, uh, cake and Chinese restaurant weren't good enough. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> my affections were stirred. <laughs> um, so I've been this this year. I I've been in, in daily devotional I've been reading from uh, Duro Isaiah or Trito Isaiah, depending on which perspective you hold. <laughs> um, I have no idea what yeah, you just hard. said. Um, I, so, like, basically, the the parts of Isaiah after all the are there like seven Isaías? I think we're up to seven now. Yeah, that's that's all a joke, by the way, um, a nerd joke. But basically, from Isaiah forty on to the rest of the the book mm-hmm. is what I've been reading, and perhaps more than any other Christmas that I can think of in recent history, just. I just, I've just had an overwhelming sense of, of gratitude to God as I read this, this, these portions of Isaiah and, and the preparation, the careful preparation he made for the Messiah to come to the world and just a sense of, of seeing the longing that, that is contained in those chapters, uh, the longing for, for what is not right to be made right that our, our hearts which are unrighteous, unjust, untruthful, uh, that God himself does something about that. Uh, Isaiah 59, he talks about mm-hmm. God is looking over the earth. Man is wretched, just terrible. And he spends verses after you know, many, many verses describing uh, that there's no, there's no truth in them. There's no righteousness. He found no, no justice. So God himself brings salvation. He brings his own righteousness which normally would mean the destruction of that which is unrighteous. But he talks about a redeemer coming out of Zion and that there being people that are basically, they still exist and are uh, they benefit from God bringing this righteousness, which means he's done something in a people that in bringing his righteousness, the unrighteous are not wiped out. So, I mean, you know, it's just, we always read lots of Isaiah passages at Christmas. There's a lot of the, Advent stories in the in the New Testament gospels that that harken back to Isaiah, but to really spend some time reading through them has just been incredible. And it, to me, even then, as we are going to church as a family, as we're we're seeing songs during the services or listening to sermons preached, um, watching baptisms, those things are are just running through my mind. So we can sing sing songs about. Longing for Jesus to come and Jesus coming, and those things are are already there primed in my mind so that when I'm singing them, I I actually give a rip. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I'm not thinking about it for the first time that day when it pops up on the screen at my church. I've been Mm -hmm. ruminating on it for a while. So, you know, who knows if I'll do that again next year, but it's just been remarkable, Mm -hmm. very refreshing.
1: Yeah, I'm always reminded of the... The expectation of like if you read, reading reading the gospels and seeing the New Testament saints who were ex, who were expecting the Messiah and realize that Jesus is is this Messiah. So you've got Simeon, yeah, and and I just think like it to me. It, I'm, I'm reading these stories and I'm like, there are people who got it, and there are people who had to have this overwhelming sigh of relief when they mm-hmm. see this baby mm-hmm. and um and yeah those those thoughts always are flooding around in my mind this time of year and mm-hmm. and even going further to like our current scenario of like do i live with that same kind of longing mm-hmm. to see jesus return again you know i'm trying to i don't know if i can remember it. I always forget it but um chris tomlin has a song that's uh he has a he does have a few. A few. This one, uh, it's called "Hallowed Manger Ground." Have you guys heard this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, the one uh, verse says, um, "What fear we felt in the silent age; four hundred years can he be found? Then broken by a baby's cry, praise God for the hallowed manger ground." And you just think, man, with that, with that initial cry of a baby the silence of god was broken and everybody who who saw jesus for who he was and had that expectation
2: sighed this huge relief that the messiah is now here so yeah that's so this is this is the text in luke chapter 2 with Simeon so mm-hmm. jesus parents bring him into the temple for the time of purification according to the law in verse 27 chapter 2 I'll go back to 26. And it had been revealed to him, this is Simeon, by the Holy Spirit, that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he, Simeon, took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. That actually brings to mind a Christmas tradition. And this is like, <laughs> this is actually really funny because, I mean, you can, and it has to do with art and just some art can be kitschy and, and, and dumb and, you know, we can just eat it up with a spoon <laughs> um, and be thoughtful about it. <laughs> so we had this puzzle that we would put together and it was this text. It was and it, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it now, and I've probably this in my mind. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's a picture of a man, Simeon, holding this little child. You don't, you just see the back of the child's head, just this little ball of fluff. And this man is just weeping. And it, you know, like so. I'm putting the puzzle together. The first several times, just a puzzle to do, because we do that, you know. And I remember one time like reading the actual caption on (laughs) it, that's in the Bible somewhere, and reading it, um, and thinking, oh, that's pretty cool, but probably the last five, six years, and we haven't done the puzzle in a long time, but thinking back to this puzzle, um, just how beautifully that captured that that scene, I mean, this man was blown away, He, he saw the Messiah.
0: I think it's interesting, when we read that, I mean, you read that in probably, what, 45 seconds? But, like, the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he wouldn't see death until he saw the Savior, the Messiah. How old was he when that happened? Yeah. Was he 20? Was he 5? Was he, you know, 80? Was it a month prior? Exactly. We don't know how long, but he was waiting. So it's almost like this embodiment of Israel waiting Absolutely. for and, right. and seeing this. And then it's just like, oh here here he is. Because then you, you also have, what was it? And Anna, yeah. Anna, Anna, Anna's yeah. in there as well where she's been serving faithfully as a widow. As a widow for decades. For, exactly. Go. And it's just I think you get a, a good glimpse of the Christian life is not simply these mountain top experiences, mm-hmm. although they are there, but it's this long service and just obedience. Eugene Peterson. Peterson, he's got another book called Along Obedience in the Same Direction. And I mean, that's just what the really Christian life is. It's just yeah. constantly going in the same direction, following. My and I said, your, your mountaintop
2: experiences, one, probably aren't going to happen, and they're going to be a lot less meaningful yeah. without that. I mean, Anna and Simeon worshipped and rejoiced because they were looking for him. I mean, how many of us would have been like, oh, sweet, the Messiah, awesome, good, we're so glad. But to to them, this was like worth writing down in scripture for all time because mm-hmm. they've been looking and waiting yeah. and serving. And or was a, a was a big
1: enough scene that the gospel writers preserved it. Yeah, you know, like, hey, did you hear what Simeon did? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, we need to preserve that. We need to write that down.
2: Absolutely. You
0: know? I think it's interesting, and this is just all over. I think Kevin DeYoung has an article. Desiring God has an article on like how it's like don't cancel church on Christmas Day, yeah. and you're just like, who's thinking of canceling church on Christmas Day? <laughs> <laughs> we have Easter and we have Easter yeah. Sunday. Like nobody's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you know what, it's Easter. Let's just cancel church. Yeah. But then it's like, hey, we have the birth of Christ. Cancel church. Go home. And I think you're right. Where you're just in that same direction. You're gonna have those experiences. So it's like. Why wouldn't we want to gather as the people of yeah. God and worship together on yeah. the day when we remember his coming? All right, so talking about obedience in the same direction. or talk about the new year. Do you guys personally set up goals or resolutions or anything like that for the new year? Do you even think about it? Or are you just like flip the calendar? Just keep going. Uh, no, I <laughs> you don't. You don't flip radio. the calendar
1: or you don't make <laughs> resolutions?
2: The calendar is usually flipped sometime. And no, usually because we're out of town visiting family, usually we're gone through the new year. Oh, so it's, it's always.
0: So you're flipping the calendar like three days in? When I new when new I, yeah, you I get back, not. and it's like, oh gosh, I got
2: to go to work now. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, it's 2017 now. It's, oh, no. I should do something different. No, I, I don't. Um, Kathleen has in the past, uh, she's a list maker anyway, so that's like right up her alley. Um, I mean, I do have a sense each year, like, there's a year before me what to do with it. But, you know, I, I think those kinds of resolutions, I, I guess I would, to some degree, I think I kind of do it throughout the year anyway, so that when the new year comes, it's more of a mindset than it is, I need to make a plan for the year, if that makes sense. Yep. So I don't I don't have any cool, like, New Year's resolutions or anything like that, uh, but I, I'm not just sitting around doing nothing either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I don't have any... We
1: don't do anything crazy. Not even like like crazy made it sound like we might do something that's even a little bit exciting. <laughs> but no, we don't even do that. You know? um,
2: January one, All right. <laughs> yeah. You're well, we're tired we are that couple
1: way. who is usually in bed at oh, eight thirty yeah. watching a movie, yeah. and then at, by eight forty five we're asleep. Yeah. So Bye. midnight on uh, New Year's Eve, we could care less. Yeah. But yeah, I think with I think I'm with Ryan. We just we kind of just generally have this. Evaluation of what is being accomplished in our family. What do we want to be accomplishing in our family, and um, how are we, you know, how are we setting out to do that? But that's not just a one-time-a-year thing. You know, we're kind of constantly evaluating that. And so, you know, maybe if we did set goals for the year, it would um, they would adjust or fluctuate as things progress. But yeah, we don't um, we don't do anything major for New Year's.
0: Right, we talked about this, I think, on like episode two or three or something along those lines. Like uh, three years ago, right? <laughs> 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 anyway, go ahead. <laughs> but about uh, reading through the Bible in a year, and so we're coming up January one. A lot of people are probably thinking about that, Is that in the garage studio. I think yes, it, was. It, was. it was, yeah. At yeah. probably like five in the morning, and here we are on the other side of it. I was sweating. i remember those days fondly i'm thoughtful for them. i know there's a question coming somewhere uh but there's going to be a lot of people that will resolve to read the bible all the way through and i think we'd all agree that's good and probably here in december they're like oh you know what i'm in second kings no way i'm getting through the rest of the Bible, <laughs> I'm just going to put it aside and, and get to it, you know, in, in January one. So starting over, or y- starting okay. over, you okay. know, Genesis one, and I'm going to get the oh okay. probably. Oh wow! So Genesis Kings.
1: one started January one of sixteen. Yeah. And they're now in Second well, like, Kings. You know, I'm
0: just I'm just throwing it out there. No, I, like I think that's
1: actually not unreasonable. Right. Like for most, the way most people do it, I'm just getting, I'm getting a sense of the scenario that you're building. Okay. Right. So
0: so that's the scenario. How do you how do you counsel or how do you help people who are thinking through this, who want to read their Bible more, who want to grow in their affections, who desire a closer walk? Oh, I just broke out in the song, closer, just a closer walk. <laughs> <laughs> but the piano right there. Yeah, but but maybe they just they need some structure, and so they. They have this little plan that they're going to try to get all the way through the Bible. Like, how would you help them think through that? Um, I would probably
1: ask questions like, "What were the difficulties this year? You know, why did you only make it through Second Kings? Is it uh, poor time management? Is it uh, is it lack of desire? You know what What are some things that you can kind of look back on this year and say that needs to change in order for this to be successful? If it's lack of time, I would maybe I would maybe look at a um, maybe like a two-year reading plan. I know that they make a lot of those that um, go through the whole Bible in two years instead of one. I, you know, you kind of feel like, well, but it's a yearly thing. I need to stay on this track. and uh, There's no rule in the uh, Pharisaic Evangelical
2: Handbook that says you have to read the Bible through in 365 days. So, right. And uh, um, to some extent, I mean, <clears throat> celebrate the fact that they're in 2 Kings. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Maybe that's the first time (laughs) they've done that. Praise the Lord! Keep going. If you're in Second Kings,
1: that means you read First Kings probably for the first time in your life. Fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. That's a good thought to encourage what they have done. I don't know. I keep I think I'm I'm, I keep coming back to this lack of desire. If that's if that's the problem, because I think that whether you say this person who wants to be in the Bible, I feel like if that desire is legitimately there. Then uh, they will find a way to get in the Bible, and it, and it will become very much a part of, of their life. And so, if it's if that flip side of that, then is logically if they're not in the Bible, then they apparently may not desire it. and And so, I, you know, what just came to my mind was um, John Piper's, "When I don't desire that you obey, even if you don't want to, so you still continue to read, but then you." Beg God to restore the affections and the fire in reading the Word. Just said fire. Did that get your Pentecostal blood flowing there? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I would, you know, I'm probably just. I feel like the desire issue is it's a spiritual problem, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and and so pray with that person that that the Word would come alive, that the Spirit would move, and and that it would be a delight to um, to relish in God's Word. And those would be a couple things I can think of off the cuff.
0: Ryan, let me jump off of that a little bit and say, how would you maybe work through getting getting that person with someone else uh, in, a, in a discipleship area? Like where you'd say, hey, you made it through Second Kings, why don't you come with so-and-so, they made it all the way through, or... Because a lot of times I find that birds of a feather flock together. So you have a bunch of weak people who are like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go do this," and then they're all like, "Ah, we all fail. Yeah. We're all done." Hey, rather we're than, "Okay, yeah." Rather hey, than, "God love you. If we all did." Yeah. 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 Rather than like pairing them up with, how would how would you counsel or help them get connected with that, and how would that help?
2: Yeah. I mean, so I mean, ideally, then, if you're if you're trying to help someone, I, I guess, so to get to your question, then is. is if you're not that person, you know, say you're facilitating these kinds of relationships, then yeah, I mean, I think you find someone that that does read the word faithfully. That's you know a good godly brother in Christ, or if it's a woman, a woman of Christ who has that spirit spiritual maturity, has the gentleness, but also the the zeal to see this person succeed as a Christian. And I, I don't just mean that in like a doing the Christian things, but like growth maturity as a disciple you know so that that person might i mean i guess you you can if they don't even know who the person is then you're sort of just trying to introduce them and, right, you right. I and mean, trying to find people that are like-minded enough that they don't just get under each other's skin or something like that but um you know that that kind of accountability can look like one just giving them the tools i mean a lot of times i think we can have a desire for something like you said and maybe it's not just that they don't have a desire to read the Word, but it's just not as strong as other desires that they have. So how do we how do we affect that? Or maybe they just, I want to read the Bible, but I don't have time. And then you say, look, here's some time. And they go, oh, okay. So let's make a small step. Let's say this week, Monday through Friday, I want you to get up at X time and set aside 15 minutes to read these couple of chapters, to pray, to, to to meditate on what you've read. Don't do anything crazy. We don't want a commentary off of this, but just do that. And then that person can follow up, you know, okay, well now you did that, right? Okay, that's the first week in your life you've read the Bible five days out of a week. That's progress, okay? And and just go from there. So I think that that sort of mentoring relationship is just someone showing them practically how it can even be done. Mm-hmm. If someone's got a desire to read the Word, I think they'll go along with that, and I think they'll they'll see the benefit pretty quickly. Trying to think if there's anything else I would add to that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I mean, I think that'd be a start.
0: We'll end it there, unless you guys have anything else that you wanted to say or any other stories or witticisms. Something any... else
2: six months from now when we do our next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you, did you give me time to come up <laughs> with something.
0: And do you have any tweetable things you wanted to share? on podcast before we <laughs> I don't know let me look at my journal real quick <laughs> can probably find one or two um, but it's good to, to be back with you guys uh, doing this and until next time remember there is ultimate joy to be pursued in this life and it's to be found in Jesus Christ pursue him